You're listening to the Purpose Driven Person Podcast. This podcast is made for leaders unwilling to give up their desires to be purpose driven. Guys, I made this show for a compass for you to have more purpose in leadership through four concepts creation, communication, collaboration, and connection in both business and in life. My name is Matthew Leland Cox. I'm the founder of Never Give Up Youth Healing Center, Never Give Up Wellness Center, and Never Give Up Foundation. You can find me at MatthewLelandCox.com. Are you ready? Well, let's do this. So the topic, our children in social media, what's it mean to have social media? Social media is a big thing in our time in our society today because it was not even thought of in years ago that we didn't have this social media kind of thought. We had the dial tone where you turned it and the dial tone or the the phone would come back. The rotary phones, you remember those? If anybody's sitting there shaking their head, yes. That was was so old school where now, is that even a good term, old school? Uh Uh-oh. So that was so old school where we we don't even, those are out of existence now to where everything is just growing. And just from that one example to now, we have iPads, we have iPhones, we have everything. So the access to this world of called internet or social media has became so easy to get a part of. And unfortunately, it is so easy even as teenagers and children, and, and I mean children from all the ages from 9 all the way up, I see that are on Facebook and on other ones, uh, social media such as uh, MySpace, and, and there's all of them. So we don't want to single them out because there's tons of them out there. And how do we monitor this in our home? And what is the boundary as a parent? Is it right for our children to have certain privacies or is it not? Do I ha- should I have access to their privacies? So, so should we know the, our children's passwords to their emails, to their Facebook, their text messages? How do we understand um, what it means to have power as a parent to have understanding? So if you have knowledge, there's no assumption. So that's kind of what we're going to, well, that's what we're going to talk about as we explore it. So let's take the start. Social media in a whole, how do I put healthy boundaries as a parent? So scenario, if I have a child that is young and they want, they come to me as a parent and they say, mom, dad, I want to, I want a Facebook because so, hopefully they come and ask you. In the, in the real world, we know sometimes they don't because they'll just go set it up and then you find out your child has a Facebook because they did it at their friend's house or you had no um, idea that they set that up. So now let's say that they come to you in a good scenario and they ask you for permission to to set this Facebook up or this social media page like MySpace or other ones that are out there. And they ask you to be part of this social network. And what I mean by social network is that they can allow anybody to see their pictures or their information if they, they deem if they invite that person into their life. And what's scary is that we all hear hear it on the news and everywhere else is that whatever you put on the internet stays on the internet. There is, when it goes to cyberspace, it's really hard to bring it back. So we have to train and teach our kids that. Because as adults, when this whole phenomenon, the, the internet came out, we were all excited. We were throwing things out there, throwing information. And then it was later where we were educated that people can take it and hack in and use our information for whatever they want. So it, it's it's kind of like the span of how things create. When Facebook created themselves, it it came off different topics and different ideas. When when they created Facebook, it came off an idea that he learned from other ones, and everybody knows the history or seen 
the movie. I don't know how um, how the movie, the information, how correct it is. But as you research that, that's how they came off. But they wanted to know how they can have everybody be tied in and be seclusive to where everybody can have access to their information only if invited. And so this is kind of worrisome as a parent because who is your child inviting into your world as a family? Because sometimes kids will have just not themselves up there. They'll have their family information, their parents, their phone number, and you can have everything on that Facebook or that page or that social network. It's just not one of them. It's all of them. It's across the board. So whatever one your child's chosen to be part of, it's how do I monitor it and how do I sit down and have that discussion? So here's how I would say environment is everything. So I've I've addressed this and I've had this topic come across when working with a lot of clients. And what's happened is where do you have the conversation instead of I don't know the expectations when it comes to social media. So let's define what social media is. It's any network system that's on the Internet that has others tied into it, that has the capability to see my information. And we're contacting back and forth. So like MSN, text messaging is a form of social media because I'm immediately getting a response. And so is email. Email is another social media network that we send an email, somebody gets it back to us. But then the social networks or the websites are a whole different world is that now I can post and people can in real time see when I post something, when I'm tweeting or doing anything at that source, and they know exactly what I'm doing. Now, is it bad or good? We can use things for a good and we can use them for bad. And that's what we're talking about. I'm not just going on, I'm not airing to one side of this conversation. I want everybody to think about, is this a good thing or is it a bad thing? What does it call when it is a bad thing? And when can we, how can we teach and use them for good things? So for, for others and myself, I use those networks to help network and get the whole never give up theme outside of, of here. And I use them for somewhat good. Now, all people don't because you get hacked into, you can get, people can steal your information. So there's bad and goods to everything. Now, where it comes in as parents is our job is to help teach the healthy boundaries. So here's the first rule of thumb, number one, is we have to teach the expectations. When using this information and using this technology, number one is teaching your children how to use it appropriately and what it is and what your expectations are because sometimes we assume uh, it's okay, it is what it is, and, and they'll be okay about it. In most cases, when parents are not governing their children, and it, you don't have to micromanage, but you're not aware or conscious of it, and you're not having access to it, you don't have a clue. So, for example, I have a client that, um, there's been several, but here's one where she had no clue her, her son had a, a Facebook. And um, as the son was texting and doing things on the Facebook, it was very inappropriate. Um, and, you know, and as, as you work with children, you always want to see what they're doing online because that tells you their behaviors because sometimes they forget people are watching. So when you sit there and you have them look at it, you go, okay, mom, dad, do you know if your child has any, you know, teenagers, preteens, or even teenagers, most of the time te- parents will say, no, I don't. And some will say, yeah, I'm very aware of it and I have all their passwords and I'm very on, on target with it. And that's when you go right on. Because it is all about consistency. When is it appropriate and when it isn't? So number one is what is the expectations of that technology? Have you ever sat down with your child 
or your young adult in the, in the home and, and said, here's what I expect from you when using these, these tools. Because most cases in teenagers in, life, in their life, as adults or as parents, we pay for their technology, if it be their cell phone or whatever that is, that media, and it's a privilege. It's not something they just get because they, they need it. Because if there's an emergency and they're at school, you can call the office and the office will get a hold of them. Because this year, I think the rule is now that all schools are having the kids turn their cell phones off and either leave it in their bag but have do not have the technology on because they're having issues with that. So it, it's it's important to teach them. It's a, it's a responsibility and a privilege. Yes, you want to keep track of them as parents. Um, if, if, it, if it's all about keeping track of them, then, you know, go get a, a homing device and click it to their, their clothes and then they, you can keep track of them. But if, if it's wanting to keep connection with them, teach them how to use that technology in an appropriate way. So when it comes to cell phones, how do I use it? What's appropriate? Um, what is it that I do to do uh, reach those children with that cell phone? If it's text messaging, do I keep monitoring in it? Do I let them know at times as as a parent I have access to that text messaging anytime I want? I can ask to see your phone and look through your texts. Now, that's controversial. If you have a different opinion, call in. Let's talk about it. Because do you want to have access? Is it important to be able to at any time say, hey, can I check your phone? I want to just see how you're doing. You want to develop trust, but if the if the kid has nothing to hide, they'll always say, mom, dad, sure, here you go. Now, can they delete it? Of course. But it's just letting them know to always be aware that you at any time can check that information because it is both of your information. You're letting them use it, and you're seeing if they can be responsible because if you can't teach them responsibility now, as they become adults, then it just continues to increase the, the, the issues or the accountability. So it's now that you teach them when learning as a young adult. So that's number one. Have clarity. Know what it is and make sure that that's there. So clarify your purpose and what you're using that, that social media. So we used phones for one. So number two is we're going to go into that because I'm going to go down in order. Is number two, do I let my child have total privacy when it comes to this? So my nine-year-old all the way up to my teenager should they have privacy where I don't know their passwords? I don't know how to get into it. Because remember, they're starting to say, can I have an email, mom? Can I have a cell phone, mom and dad? Can I have? Can I get on this website and create an account, mom and dad? And sometimes they go behind you and do it on their own because they have access all over to computers. So your job as a parent is just to look to see what they're doing and make sure you're okay with it. Because some parents disagree. They don't like it. And it's whatever you choose for your own home. So this is all up to you. Do you want your child on that social network until they're old enough to handle it and be aware of it? Or do you want to be okay with it that they can keep in contact just with friends and family on that network and keep it limited just to that? Because, you know, a lot of children, you know, the conflict is they're not going to want mom and dad to be part of their Facebook page. I'm this old fuddy-duddy at uh, 30, 40 years old. I'm not going to join you and ask you to be part of my page because I, I don't want to be embarrassed. Here's my mom. But that's the thing is you have to, you know, define the expectation. So, son, you guys want a daughter, you want a Facebook, or you want this page or that page on this network. And um, that's okay, but here's the thing. Here's the expectation, and this is the dialogue you can have with them, is that if, if you choose to have that page, I'm going to be one of your friends, or and also I'm going to have access to your your back end as far as your password. I'm going to be able to get on at any time. 
because the reason is, is I want to make sure I trust you, but I just want to make sure and check in that because I don't trust other people. Because you can have a trustworthy kid and you can feel really safe that they'll make the right choices. But unfortunately, there's a lot of predators out there when it comes to social networks and, and just any other media. It doesn't mean if it's social networking. It can be anything, texting. Uh, they find something. They can find anything nowadays. And, and you want to make sure you're checking in to make sure they're safe. So it's not about them being untrustworthy. It's just letting them know my job is to check in on you to make sure you're safe. And you're making the right choices because you might just make that one mistake and give the number to the wrong person. Or you might befriend somebody that you didn't know that was 35 and shouldn't be befriending a 14-year-old or a 9-year-old. Because um, you don't know. You have to do some research because they sometimes they don't go and check. They just say confirm. And they're like, who did I just befriend? Because that's not uh, a good thing. So we're talking about social network. So the expectation, number one, having the expectation clear. Number two is clarifying it, what you need from that. So it's privacy. This come, The number two is privacy. Should you let them have it or should you not? My take on it, and this is only my opinion, is, is, is they're growing up and they're young. And so they are going to test the bounds. They don't, know, they don't like rules and they're going to push it. So I would say you should know all their passwords to everything they have from from their email, from their 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 social pages that they're on, to anything. You should have those passwords because you're letting them know that now they're growing up. Okay, you can have an email, but here I'm going to set it up with you so I know the passwords. Um, and then you can you're going to set up a Facebook. Here's the rules. Here's the expectation for number one. And then number two is I'm going to know the passwords. And you can do it with them. You don't need to make them feel like they're being monitored, but you can just say, I'm setting it up with you. So I understand what you're doing. And you, as I set it up with you, I'm teaching you the responsibility of it. Now, are they going to be responsible the whole time? Of course not. Because there's going to be times that you're going to take away those those technologies away from your children and, and they're going to be on consequence. Because either they used it wrong or they made a mistake that you want to teach them that can be a safe. It's a safety issue. Because a lot of these things are safety issues. So you want to teach them what not to put on there, certain pictures. Uh, so that's number three, content. What pictures? What information should I have posted on my my page? Of And I'm trying to be general, my social network, whatever choice it is. And also text messaging, emailing, whatever it is. We want to be careful because all those things can be hacked. And, and that information can be used anywhere on, online. So you want to be careful. So here's one thing with teenagers that are young, that uh, content, we have a lot of issues. We have a lot of things like sexting and talking bad and doing things and so forth. So you want to teach them the appropriate boundaries of why they don't do those things. Because one, they can get in trouble. So even if I'm a teen, there's been court hearings with teenagers that were sexting and they, they, one teenager boy put it towards another teenager boy, and that teenager boy went to court and got sued for it. And he was sued for distributing bad things, and he's even a teen, so he didn't know he can get in trouble. So they need to know the laws that they can be just as much trouble as anybody else, even though they're teens going back and forth. But a big thing, a big issue I've noticed with clients and people that are hitting this topic is that what happens a lot is Older individuals, older men or female, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to single out any of them. They'll have younger kids or younger teens join their Facebook or MySpace or whatever it may be. 
and they don't realize to check how old are you. Okay, well, I can't have you join or you check before you push that confirmation button. Because as adults, unless you're part of some sort of organization that's saying, hey, we, we encourage it to help and to advocate, and it's an organization like, you know, B Boy Scouts of America or something, I'm just throwing it out there, but something that should be um, age-appropriate um, that's letting them join that. So you have to look at it to where what's appropriate if you're teaching them some sort of thing on that social network that's appropriate for them. So as a parent, you know, you got to go in. Here's, here's So content's huge. Number, number three is looking for the content. So we had one, clarifying your expectations. Number two is making sure you have passwords and you know that that you're you're also have access to those things and here's a con here's a question i'm going to throw out should i have all access and to text messaging with my child should at any time can i check my child's text messaging is that a break of privacy or should i have that right as a parent and so here's the thing is that we have number one clarifying number two having access to anything having the, uh, those things and three content knowing the content and teaching them what not to put on and why and what in and knowing what's the importance of it number three or four is looking at this is knowing who they have involved in their network from text messaging to whatever social network they have understand who's involved be a part of that process so once a week so if you have a really popular kid that's on one of those social networks and they have hundreds of friends and you're like okay do you really know any of these people um, it's it's really sitting down once a week as a parent and going through those friends with them and saying, let's check this out because I just want to know who you're talking to. One, if it's appropriate, should they be on your site? And two, that I can check in and make sure who you're approving. And so you're always making sure as a parent you're you're checking in so nothing. So you know, one, if cyberbullying is going on because that's occurred over time. You want to make sure nobody's making co rude comments to your children or if they feel like they're threatened. Why is this person part of you? Uh, your network what's the reason um, what was this message about help me understand um, just because you're just checking in you're being safe because especially if you start if they want one as they're young just to keep in contact with family because that could be a reason so you have to look at that so that's number four is is making sure you know who they're friending on text messaging too is who are they texting do you really know your your children or your teenagers um who they're texting because even at a young age they start texting from i'm seeing from nine or i mean 11 all the way up to teens pre-teens 18 they're texting people and it's usually half the time it becomes inappropriate i say most of the time because some kids are just really appropriate and not all kids are it goes it varies so you can't you can't um put everybody in one area so most of the time it's appropriate but half the time they're they're they are hitting some appropriate conversations because a lot of times if you sit and watch and you look what your children and those around because a big portion of their influence comes from the world and they have to fluence it because eight hours of the day they're in school systems they're around other children they're around other people so they're being taught eight hours a day in an education system that just doesn't teach education. You're also having social and cultural blending going on that can be appropriate or non-appropriate. And the schools, bless their hearts, they do their best to monitor it, but they don't catch everything. Kids are good. They know how to um, 
to have conversations that, you know, adults don't catch. And we, if unfortunately, we don't catch them until they're too late or so forth. So it's having that number four, just making sure you know who they're friending, being conscious of it. Let your teenager or your young adult know that that is a privilege. It is solely a privilege to have those technologies. And at any time, as a parent, you can check it and you can see what is on there. You can make sure it drives with your values of your family if they're using it inappropriately and if they're doing things on there that you can take it away at any time. But she makes a good point. You have children that are compliant and you have non-compliant children. So those that are compliant, you know. And those that are non-compliant, you might have to check a little bit more than the other one. So that's always a thing to rule the air on. So here we go. So we're going into number five, step five. It's knowing the behavior of the child when things occur. It's being consistent as a parent and always looking at it because that's the hardest part is in parenting from all ages is being consistent because, let's be honest, we get tired as parents. And how do we keep that momentum up 24 hours, seven days a week? And you're going to air to, we're all going to fall short sometimes because a job of a parent is to unintentionally mess our kids up. We don't intentionally set out to do that. And the job of a child is this, is to test the boundaries of what we put in front of them. Because as a child, they're going to constantly push and test those boundaries you put in front. And as a job of a parent, we're going to either do well or we're going to trip up a little bit because that's just part of parenting. It's trial and error. There are no manuals to it. It's sitting down and finding information. And that's why I'm such a believer of researching and finding books and, and making sure things fit for you. Because every situation is different. There is no cookie-cut situation where you can come in and say, this is how you should parent. Because you even see, I, I love all sorts of types of shows you see on TV, but um, they'll set up a system and it will work with one kid. But it doesn't matter what system you put in your home. I, I'm a really big advocate for accountable kids. It's a, a disciplinary system you put on the wall. It was made by Tracy and Scott Heaton. Uh, Scott Heaton was an MFT. He's a therapist currently. And Tracy and his wife put this together, and it's a great program that you can put on the wall, but it doesn't matter what program you have on that wall as long as you're consistent with the program because there's some other ones that are wonderful out there that make the same the world a difference. So if you have anything that works, chime in and let me know about it because I want to help others know about the program that you're using in your home because I like to find out new ways of helping parents get their needs met but helping them be consistent in the process. So one of the things when behavior occurs, number five, when behavior starts changing and we have these social networks and these uh, text messaging going on and I have 11-year-old or a teenage boy or girl and you start seeing their behaviors change. They're starting to be a little uh, more seclusive or isolating. Uh, they're not letting you see their text messaging or they're, they're texting in secret or they're doing it in private and then hiding the phone or they're putting the phone face down. If they're like showing it where they're just some some behaviors are occurring. Now, don't get um, paranoid and start, you know, analyze your kids. Just be aware of it. That's all I'm saying. Be conscious of it because as a parent, we're tired and we're overwhelmed and we come home and we just worked eight hours and now we have to come and parent for another. We are, I shouldn't say have to, we get to because it is, a, it is a, a privilege. It is a blessing. So as we come into the home, we check our energy and we know that we're ready to come in and be a parent because we, we are there for a reason. And um, 
and if you're learning what that purpose is as a parent, and I've worked with a lot of parents where their situation is not because they chose to be a parent, and so they have struggles sometimes, and they they have to do it out of out of uh, out of responsibility, and it's helping them change that point of view and that way of reimagining it and looking at it that it is a privilege. So it's like looking at it in, in different ways. So as as the behavior changes, as things start kind of going up and down and you're going, okay, something's wrong with my kid here. He's starting to behave a little different. He's spending more time on the computer and not playing with his friends. He's always Facebooking because let's be honest, this is an addicting process that can become addiction because they're always on there uh, checking, hey, I got to check my Facebook. I got to do this. I got to check my MySpace, whatever it may be. And it's constant. It's, it's, it can become a compulsive thing. Text messaging. I have teenagers that all they do is text, and they can sit and talk to me while I'm talking to them, and I don't even know they're texting because they're that good. So it's really interesting how they do that. So the big thing is just looking at it. What is the issue that is occurring and how that works? So here is where we're summing up. So behavior, if the behavior starts changing and we know consistency because our children are pretty consistent unless you have an emotional child that's up and down, you never know what you're going to get. Um, but if you have a child that's pretty consistent, you can watch them. You should know your children. And if, you, if you're still learning that, that's okay because they're developing because some are developing and they're becoming four or five when they start developing their personality and it's <laughs> that's a fun time and and fun years but then also you're getting the teenagers where they're dealing with um, going through puberty going through popularity trying to blend in figuring out who they are and their imaging issues so then you're also dealing with a lot of that so it's just really knowing the behaviors because if it starts changing you need to have a talk and and sit down and have that open dialogue as a parent in, even as 11 year old it doesn't matter because 11-year-olds are very um, understanding and they can understand to a point. But we just I always tell parents, be careful not to try to rationalize too much unless your child has that capability to rationalize with you. And you know your kids because if you sit and lecture your children for so long about one topic, you lost them. So summing everything up, we went through having a clarity of understanding. Know the boundary before you get into it. So mom, dad, can I have X, Y, and Z? It could be any of the social medias that we talk about, texting, uh, Facebooks, whatever it may be. Make sure they ask. So if they don't ask and you find out they have it, so you have the grounds of now um, either coming at two ways because you want to be proactive, not reactive, is looking at, okay, did I set the rule? Did I have that conversation? They went behind my back. Now how do I address it? Here's what I always say. Air to hey, we didn't have this conversation, and unfortunately you set one up without talking about me or talking to me about it, but now that I found out you've had one, we need to sit down and talk about the responsibilities of it. Because um, you, do I take it away or do I just have them sit down and say, okay, I need to know the passwords, and then you display it? Because if you had no grounds or rules there, it's hard to come back in consequence and discipline. Because you have to have that expectation before they can be disciplined on it. So you can't just all of a sudden discipline them on something they didn't know that exists. Because all their friends had it, so they didn't think they should. They'll, they'll say, well, I just thought I'd ask for forgiveness and responsibility. But that's still your place as a parent. What is more important to you? It, was it disrespect? Did they know prior? Or did they not know? So you have to decide as a parent, how do you want to approach that? There is no right answer to it. It's just knowing, make sure the expectations there. Number two is making sure you know that you have all access to everything. 
is that important to you? Because I, I would err to encourage to do so because you want to know because they're asking you, can I have an email? Sure, let's set it up. Let me know so I have access to that. Number two is can I have this or that as far as the social network? Sure, let me set that up with you. Let's make sure I understand what you're getting into and I can help protect you. But in the process, I'm going to teach you how to be responsible for it. And number two, when they say I want a cell phone, what is the correct age to have a cell phone? So that's a question. What is the correct age to give your children cell phones? Because this is a great, interesting technology. Is it appropriate to give them when they're 8 years old, 9 years old, even down to 7 years old, or 6? I don't know. I've seen them all over as far as age. And I'm not saying either way is wrong or right. I'm just saying, what do you guys think is the right way? But um, we really want to look at it. So number 3 is knowing the content. So we went from understanding, knowing the passwords, to number 3, knowing the content that goes on there. So it's all important to have that content. So number four is also having the expectations. The number four was looking at um, knowing their friends, going through the process and making sure you know their friends. So we, you can sit down, hey, since you have this responsibility as Facebook, I'm going to know your friends, and we're going to sit down once every so often. I'll just tell you it's never it's random, but we'll just check in. So we'll make sure that I know your friends and you know I know your friends and we're we're good on it. And so I'm comfortable as a parent. So I don't, you have no profile or people that are in danger in your life or our family's life. Because you don't want them just to give out the address to anybody because then you have a whole home alone kind of situation. If you like that movie, go check it out. But it's cool where they all go out and he defends the home because the, these uh, bad people find out. So don't let your kids give out your information because you never know. So you want to teach them safety and, and why that information is not out there. Give them a purpose. Why? And, and help them understand what is the reason of why you don't want that put out there. So it's all about safety. So the last thing is five. Make sure their behavior is being consistent and watch that behavior. If it stops being inconsistent, be careful of it and always check in with them. And the last thing is be consistent as parents. Always know that you're the rule of thumb is consistency always falls on us as parents, making sure we're consistent and being caught up with that. But when you're tired and you're burnt out, make sure you fill your bucket. Take a break. Get rejuvenated. Take that date night. Go do some fun activities, whatever you need to do, so you can stay on your game. So always remember, Las Vegas, never give up. And I'm Matthew Cox, your host. We'll see you next week. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the Purpose Driven Person podcast. Something I said today resonated with you. Head over to my website. I would love to give you a free gift to download, but you can also email me at purposedrivenperson at gmail.com. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And remember, guys, always continue to push your dreams and never give up. I'll see you next time. Take care.